In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Jesus, remember me. Those words from the thief on the cross echo a cry that arises deep within each one of us. This past year, we lost a dear saint of God here at Trinity, Ruth. Ruth loved her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, dearly. She was blind, lived by herself. She had some health difficulties at the end, and I was invited to go visit her at the hospital, and she was bothered by Satan. She thought that Jesus would forget her because her sins were too grave, too many to be forgiven. There are times when you're at a loss for words as a pastor, but the Spirit helps us in our weakness. At that moment, I remembered the thief on the cross. He asked one thing, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He didn't ask for qualifications, things that he had done or left done. It was simply, today you will be with me in paradise. I taught Ruthie a little song that she sang to me each time I visited her after that, before she died. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. We all know what it's like to be remembered and know what it's like to be forgotten. Think of the times that you were remembered, what happened and how it felt. Maybe it was a phone call, a letter, a visit, a gift, a simple word. Maybe it was a surprise or maybe it was what you were hoping for. Maybe it was seemingly as simple as someone recognizing you, looking you in the eyes and calling you by name. Regardless of what it was or how it came about, it brought you some sense of life and healing and wholeness. We all want to be remembered. It means that we matter. We belong. We exist. Our life is real. When we are remembered, someone else bears witness to all of these things. There is life. There is presence. And there is relationship in being remembered. We know how important remembering is. That's why a few weeks ago, on the Feast of All Saints Day, we remembered by those, by name, those who we love and who love us. Those who are forever part of us and our lives. Those who have nurtured, cared for, and taught us. When we remember it is as if our life were being put back together, because it is. That is exactly what is happening. We are being made whole. 
despite the scattered pieces of our lives, things done and left undone, in the moment of being remembered, we are seen, we are recognized, we are known by name, we are alive, we are remembered. Compare that with a time when you have been forgotten. What did that feel like? Have you ever sat in a restaurant waiting for someone who did not show up? Or how about that person that looks at you, begins to speak, and realize they have no idea what your name is? Maybe somebody forgot your birthday, or the anniversary of your wedding, or the death of a loved one. In those moments, we feel alone, abandoned, uncertain, afraid, wounded, and perhaps even angry. There is a sense of helplessness, questions, and doubt rise within us. We are no longer sure of our place and whether we even belong. Regardless of why or how it comes about, there is hurt, separation, isolation, a dismembering of the relationship and our life. No one wants to be forgotten or asked to be forgotten, whether we speak it aloud or our cry is to be remembered. Every day we stand on the threshold between being remembered and being forgotten. We also stand on the threshold of remembering and forgetting another. I'm not talking about the usual understanding of remembering and forgetting as a mental activity. This is more than recalling past events or failing to stop at the grocery store on the way home to pick up the milk. I'm speaking of remembering in the sense of joining the pieces together, putting the parts back again as one. The opposite of remembering is dismembering, separation, pulling apart, tearing from limb to limb. The thief on the cross wants to be remembered, to be put back together again. He's not simply asking to be thought about. What good does that do to him? He cries out, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus doesn't respond, I'll think about it when I'm in paradise. I'll think how tragic and sad your life is, but I'm not going to do anything about it. That's neither what the thief is asking for nor what he needs. That's not what we need or what we ask for. Just like the thief on the cross, we want to be remembered to have the many pieces of our life put back together again. Our cry to be remembered is also a recognition and confession of dismemberment. We have all been dismembered. Pieces have been scattered and lost. Sometimes it happens through the circumstances of life. Loss and grief, shattered dreams, disappointments, regrets, failures, the death of a loved one. Other times it comes through our actions, our words, and even our thoughts. Our life becomes fragmented and broken. When that happens, we can easily become thieves. We take what is not ours. 
we dismember others' lives in attempt to put our own back together again. It happens in all sorts of ordinary ways. Anger, resentment, criticism, judgment, envy, comparison and competition, gossip, bad-mouthing another, perfectionism, the need to be right or in control all the time, busyness, and deficiency. Look at your relationships. Wherever there is strain and hurt and brokenness, chances are that you or another are being dismembered, forgotten, torn apart. That is not the life that God has given to us. He tells us that he remembers us. He's engraved us in the palm of his hands. You remember what it was like in the very beginning on the day of creation when God looked at creation. He declared, it is good. Sometimes, however, we don't recognize even our own dismembering Listen to what the leaders and the soldiers and the other thieves said in today's gospel. Save yourself. Prove who you are. Save us. They want a magic show. They want to escape their lives rather than have them put back together again in a way that they could never imagine. So they mock. They deride Jesus. They demand proof. These are all the sign of their dismemberment. They even divide and dismember Jesus' clothes. In the midst of that, however, there is an ironic truth. It is an inscription hanging above Jesus, the sign of remembering. This is the king of the Jews. It declares a remembering between the Jews and their king, between God and God's people, between Jesus and us. The cross is the ultimate act of remembering. God in Christ joining and aligning himself with us in pain and suffering of this life. Remembering is always an act of love. The greatest act of love. Christ's death for you. Every time we participate in the life of Christ by living with mercy and compassion and forgiveness, every time we speak a word of hope and encouragement, every time we love without condition or expectation or payment, every time we share our bread with those in need and live in communion with one another, we participate in Christ's remembering in our, of our own lives and the lives of each other and the life of this world. We do this in remembrance of Jesus. In those moments, we hear the promise of Jesus, today you will be with me in paradise. Paradise is a state of being remembered. It is what Jesus offers us and what we in our remembering and living like Jesus offer each other. Remembering is neither about the past nor about the future. It's about today. It's Jesus' presence with us and ours with him and each other, here and now. Today you will be with me in paradise. Why is that promise given to us on this Sunday, the last Sunday of the church year? Why is this gospel read today? 
That promise is the hinge between the ending of the liturgical year and the beginning of the next. It stands between crucifixion and nativity, the falling of the temple, and the return of Christ again. Ultimately, though, it promises that joins the many different endings in our life with new beginning. You see, in Christ's eyes, we are never forgotten and dismembered. We are forever and always remembered. Today, you will be with me in paradise. As we come together this morning in the Holy Communion, that is here where our lives are put together again with God and one another, we receive His very body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins, for life and salvation, putting our lives back together again. We not only remember His passion and death, but here we are united in one flesh, in a mystical union. Yes, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will strengthen, preserve, and keep your bodies and souls in the true faith to life everlasting. Here we are remembered. Here you stand at the foot of the cross with the thief, and Jesus says, Today you will be with me in paradise. Ruthie found great comfort in those words that I sang to her. And when she breathed her last, she smiled. She was remembered and with Jesus for all eternity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, the life everlasting. Amen.